0: Welcome to the Radio One Ninety One FM podcast. Anyway, anyway, Olivier Gentel, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Uh, th- uh, Donald is uh, threatening to go on holiday um, any any minute now. He he rocks up and he's like, uh, "Look at the big trucks. They look great. Wouldn't it be great to just jump in the truck, drive away, bye bye?" Because he's going to used-
0: leave it up to his lawyers.
1: That's right. There's there's yes. That's all. But he, I think i think donald trump would love uh... moses lack to come with the fan like uh... homer when he's fighting dredrick tatum and just mm. lift him away <laughs> kind of uh, you know angelically um, and uh... that would be that would be a great tv gag sort of finish because this is the funny thing about um, you know trump has subsumed everything to the logic of television which is kind of very interesting when he's when he's declaring that it would be unfair um, to not have the result on election night because he is thinking as a seventy eight year old television viewer. Because that's yeah. how that's the interpretive yeah. lens for the entire world. And of course it dovetails very nicely with uh, you know stealing the election or whatever. But um yeah.
0: I mean he's been busy. So when was the last time he played
1: golf? It's a great question. I'm not i I'm not a Trump watcher in that way. Mm-hmm. Um I uh, this you know he's been hitting georgia pennsylvania michigan all these all these key states i got them listen I, i think from the outset uh you know polls will tell you uh that this is uh not a close race but of course the national political averages don't mean anything because of this yeah. uh, wonderful system that, as again, to reference Homer, the electrical college, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is a you know legacy of the slave-holding states because, of course, in the foundation of the U.S., those economically powerful slave-owning states didn't have citizens, yes, right? Yes. They had <laughs> plantation masters and all the rest of it, so their uh, states were apportioned a vote. Uh, and, of course, there wasn't universal suffrage. Um, but this uh, system to protect slave owning states um, is the reason why you know it comes down to a dozen a dozen states or so um, it 's also the reason why Wyoming, which has like a population of four hundred thousand people's got the same amount of senators as California right fifty million or whatever california is so that's um that 's this wonderful system that uh somehow never changes and as we discussed last week you know the democrats are enamored with the grandeur of these of the constitution and all these wonderful things and it's um, gonna bring us as close to a i mean last time around we know that donald trump lost the popular vote by some three million um he could lose the popular vote by even more and and still win this thing
0: yeah 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 so the thing that Americans think makes America so great is also the thing that am- makes America so absolutely ridiculous, right? So I many different parts of the Constitution are absolutely ridiculous, especially this one with the electoral uh, college system. And I don't understand why it wasn't pretty much abolished with the abolishment of slavery and, and, and the freeing of the slaves. Because well, that would have changed this, this, population this dynamics is, I mean, quite a bit
1: uh this is why jim crow and voter suppression existed and mm. this is uh if you re- the, the history of well i mean yeah reconstruction was this incredible moment and uh the assassination of, of of lincoln kind of you know robbed america of this incredible potential um to do something the great uh was it uh, thaddeus stevens who was a cabinet member um of of the lincoln presidency said you got to take the planter class and like uh, offshore them to, like, Bermuda, get them the hell out of the... Like, we have to liquidate this class, otherwise we're going to reproduce the same thing. Um, and, and and there we have it. A lot of them... There's a couple... Um, the founding of Fiji as a nation ac- actually owes to uh, an American plantation owner who kept having his mansion attacked by the locals, and then he called upon the Brits to impose an embargo and Anyway, how did we get there, Jamie? I don't know. Get me me on track.
0: Um, Right. So when you look at important states, um, you can't really go past states on the Rust Belt, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: So, I mean, I think a quick guide uh, for for your listeners is, I mean, I think Pennsylvania is the key state. And that's Um, what they're saying. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um... And Scranton Joe, as he um, as he calls himself, he's from Pennsylvania, uh, Western Pennsylvania, the the Rust Belt side of things. If you've watched The Irishman, the great three and a half hour long Scorsese film, they do a wonderful job of setting it in 1960s, 70s uh, Pennsylvania. It looks great, and I think of uh, I think of Joe Biden when I watch that movie, but um. So Pennsylvania currently, the polling has him around uh, just outside the margin of error ahead. So like f- somewhere between four or five percent. Um, but it's been trending towards Trump. Mm-hmm. And Trump is particularly uh, vexed about a Supreme Court decision we discussed on um, on Thursday or Friday, whatever it was, that these, the the Supreme Court has said it's up to the state or we will not we will not rule on whether the state needs to produce all of the results on election day, but then that's up for legal challenge, and, and Trump is talking about that. So, I mean, if, if Biden wins Pennsylvania, and that's an Eastern Standard Time Zone uh, state, and of course, oh my God, this is the, this is the other uncharted territory here, is uh, how results are going to happen, how declarations are going to be made, how the AP does exit polls in a context where people are not really going to the polls on the day, and you've mm. had all this early voting. Who knows? Who knows? Other Rust Belt states, um, Ohio is looking pretty solid uh, towards Trump. Um, The Michigan and Wisconsin are other key areas that Hillary lost, and these were uh, astonishing losses. Hillary never went to Michigan, and when it was uh, tightening in the last uh, few days of the election, her team was like, oh, better to make it look like we're confident and not go than to actually go, and— I mean, they lost Michigan by something like 9,000 votes, and around 80,000 African American voters voted on every ballot line except the presidency. So it was, I mean, an wow. in- intense repudiation of, of Clintonism, of NAFTA, um, of Hillary and the rest. Wisconsin and Michigan, both Democratic governors. Uh, so what? I mean, that kind of helps eliminate the chicanery factor. Um, but basically, for Trump, If he does well in... If he wins Pennsylvania, which is a big if, but, you know, again, chicanery, who knows, wins Ohio, looks pretty solid in uh, Florida, um, then this is his election. Mm -hmm. I mean, or Mm -hmm. he can get to the 260, like a a virtual 269-269 tie that sends it to Congress under the 12th Amendment, which would then uh, give it to Trump. So... Yeah, like this is I mean, there are like 11 or 12 really um, heated uh, races and um, oh, forgive me. uh, Surprisingly, Biden is looking good in places not traditionally Democratic like North Carolina, like Georgia, um, looking competitive in Texas. Um, where <laughs> Trump supporters ran a Biden and Harris bus off the road yesterday in uh, no. an unbelievable. Ins- insane. And we should we should talk about these little incidents of um, kind of like social media violence and the rest. Um, but uh, not that much has to go right for Trump for him to win tomorrow mm-hmm. if if that's and that's a that's a shocking reality, and we could be talking about, I don't know, five plus million uh, more votes for Joe Biden. And then there's also the kind of the test of nerves um, that comes from a kind of post-election you know, legal challenge. And I don't know if you remember, and there's obviously precedent for this. People talk about this is the most horrific, unprecedented time in U.S. history. My God, George W. Bush like started a war that killed a million people and set a spiraling series of events from Syria to et cetera, et cetera. Um, But in 2000, George Bush um, uh, was able to, in a sense, so he lost the popular vote by something like uh, a million to two million, um, and everything came down to Florida, incredibly tight race, and he could count upon his uh, cousin, I forget which Bush. It's not Neil Bush. Um, No, uh, it's actually somebody by the name of Ellis. Um, His cousin was like the head of the elections team at Fox News in 2000 so yeah. fox news just called it yeah that's right and the something the the reification of of that event meant that all the other networks sort of got into line, or psychologically, for the electorate, it was framed as, oh, this is Bush's. Why is the recount going to take it away from Bush?
0: But it was also called for Gore and other
1: stations as well, though. That's right. And then Gore conceded, unconceded, and it was, uh... I I don't know, three, four weeks? I mean, it was... It was... Yeah. Anyway. So so here we go. Like, that's sort of a precedent um, for what could happen. Uh, The Iowa caucuses is
0: another one. I don't know if... uh, That's something we've all heard of before, not all of us, but I've heard of that quite a few times before.
1: Well, so I I love... Yesterday, Axios was reporting that um, Trump was going to, like, declare victory early in the night as part of this sort of, like, psychological sort of framing. And, uh, you know, possession is nine-tenths of the law type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're building a big uh, wall around the the White House. Um, And I couldn't help but be... Struck by how this mirrored uh, what happened in the first Democratic um, primary contest, which was the Iowa caucuses, where, uh, you know, suspected CIA spook and Obama plagiarist Pete Buttigieg announced the uh, his victory early. And Mm. then, oh, the voting machines uh, just they just don't seem to be working. We can't count any votes for a week. And and that narrative uh, managed to in the minds of Americans cement this idea that that Buttigieg had won when, in fact. Uh, you know it Sanders that have won, and anyway, so this is uh there are there are precedents for this, and of course, for every Democrat who is just tearing their hair out about uh you know trump's violation of democratic norms, I'm like, you know you just got to look at your party folks, sorry,
0: are there going to be certain states that say, yes, it has to be announced on the day that is happening right because it's up to the states to determine their own that's right laws. it's
1: a patchwork this is the the the- well this is this federal system. Um, and I can't tell you state for state uh, how that's going to roll out. But, uh, again, we did get the Supreme Court decision last week that Wisconsin um, was was ordered by the Supreme Court decision to, to release all or count all on Election Day, um, which, again, if we think about this coming down to, like, 11 key states and and going back to, to 2000 um, – one of the things that uh, Roger Stone, some of you may be familiar, was oh, a Netflix doco. This is a guy in Trump's orbit, a longtime Republican dirty trickster, going back. To, he's got a full body tattoo of Richard Nixon. Yeah, um, the he was he was key in organizing what were called the Brooks Brothers Brigade. So this is just like uh, preppy, angry right wingers that g- gummed up the works, didn't allow uh, kind of official office holders to go in to count the votes, essentially and um you know 2000 seems like a much more mild-mannered time than than today and you know i can't help but feel like the the anti-lockdown uh anti-masking protests were part of a sort of like i don't know test run for some of this kind of stuff i mean like it, it remains to be seen again you know uh how much this is freelance how well this kind of thing can be coordinated but um, a few bottlenecks, a Trump declaration of victory, and um, and the coup is on.
0: Where's the policy? Has Has Biden been dragged into Trump's game? Oh, absolutely! Oh my God. Well, we
1: we talked about this, but like, th- you know, again, the the vibrancy of a kind of new constituency on the Democratic side is on. <coughs> you know, roughly speaking, the Bernie Sanders, AOC, Ilhan Omar mm. left, mm-hmm. and there has been nothing. Uh, But scorn and contempt shown for that side of the party, um, even as like, you know, Bernie um, kind of like diligently does the Democratic Party line thing on all this kind of stuff. So because and and so there's there's reports coming out of places like Florida that the Democrats are doing poorly in African-American and Latino outreach, which is a problem for sure. Um, But they are hedging or staking this whole election on winning the white suburbs in a way that they didn't in 2016 maybe
0: to work um is is that because trump's done so well for blacks and latinos in terms of job numbers (laughs) i mean those job numbers are legit though right but they were well but this is this is
1: the problem of uh like gig economy uh like what does that even mean right now like you're sort of like an indentured uh, servant for like uber and and all these kind of oh
0: yeah i mean it's something like this isn't full-time 40-hour week working in a factory jobs these are you know no, no i i think there's um
1: i think there's a lot uh made out of uh incremental very fractional stuff but at the same time uh biden is not telling those making a class-based um or a racial social justice-based appeal to those groups um in any kind of substantive way and this is the this is a really weird thing um Hillary Clinton when she ran in 2016 was kind of trying to like be somehow to the left of Bernie Sanders on issues of like identity politics and then like there was the famous quote from Hillary breaking up the big banks won't end racism as if for Bernie his uh concern for economic justice was like actually sort of like racist or something um uh, but now biden doesn't do any of that so there's like there's no pandering from biden um and there's no there's no there's no meat and potatoes from biden either mm-hmm. so um you know they are hedging this whole election on the idea that the white middle class are like the people and the elderly are the people that the vote in the largest numbers and that is true and that is the symptom of this broken system Um, and uh, dang we'll see how again they are able to respond to the kind of contingent nature because again the election is supposed to be this spectacle this recycling healing restorative process uh, but it 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 promises anger anguish violence
0: (laughs) just you know bad time all around Hey, are we here. you know, we talked about Pennsylvania before, better ground states. What, determines a better ground state? Oh, my God. Now you mistake me for a political
1: scientist. Uh, yeah. Well, look, okay, okay, okay. So, like, places like Georgia North Carolina have seen a kind of growth in the kind of, like, tech and research side of their economy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I forget what they call it, like, like, Southern Silicon Valley or stuff like that, you know? So... Um, and and in fact, you know, Virginia is now. So that's my my home state um, is like a solidly blue state, which you know, uh, ten years ago, or uh, when Obama won it in um, twenty sixteen, that was a big deal. But this was part of a kind of um, yes, it's de- it's demography, but it's like it's industry, like uh, but
0: Georgia th- and Virginia high black population, right? That's right, um, but
1: how to put this um yeah i mean mississippi has the highest black population of any state in the union Mm. but like votes overwhelmingly republican at every level uh except um chakwe lumumba who is uh was uh the anarchist anarcho-socialist mayor of of jackson mississippi Mm -hmm. if i'm um i'm gotta look that up but that's so you have you have pockets, but the, the structural impediments to voting if you're African-America in the South um, and the, the lack of sort of viable uh, kind of Democrats that can pull enough from the kind of, you know, white Republican uh, majority of the electorate kind of has precluded that. But we are seeing, yeah, um, shifts in North Carolina, Georgia. Um, particularly in Charlotte, you know, that's, that's where they talk about the kind of southern Silicon Valley. And, um, yeah, I think Ohio is going to hold red because of it is just so stagnant and uh, it's not um, seeing some of this kind of... I mean, and, and Texas was always uh, potentially able to go blue because of the, you know, Latino population. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my my crude putting my political science hat on.
0: Yeah, I mean, a a lot of those places, like Ohio and stuff, they lost jobs to the Rust Belt. Because once steel came back, other areas um, lost jobs because steel became so expensive, right? American Steel, other areas where... um, you weren't taking as much from China anymore, made, made it impossible for uh, manufacturing in other sectors uh, in the United States. Well,
1: there's been a weird attempt by Trump to do things like uh, bring a Foxconn factory to Ohio, and Foxconn oh, yeah. is yeah. like that gulag uh, that manufactures all the Apple stuff mm. and has the suicide nets and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but this is, this is piecemeal, and I think, uh, you know, this is, a, this is a really hard question because uh, you absolutely need an industrial base, um, we know because of COVID, um, the kind of seizing up of supply chains that is absolutely in the national interest to do things like maintain uh, uh, an industrial base. But then it's also the case that it can't employ the hundreds of thousands or however, you know, the numbers in manufacturing uh, just simply uh... doesn't hold like it used to right like because of labor saving technology and automation and all the rest and 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 listen i'm not one of these prophets of doom around automation so much of automation actually like needs humans to do the few tactile things that like robots can't do and stuff so i mean there's a lot of uh... hype around that but 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 you know there are less people on the shop floor um... than there used to be um... So N- yeah
0: yeah you know, North Carolina and the giant Volkswagen factories I think they' just gonna oh well th-
1: yeah this is an interesting
0: thing is I think fr- it's North Carolina. no I in
1: know. in the south in Mississippi Alabama they've had uh where that where jobs haven't gone to Mexico they've left unionized uh northern states like Michigan to non unionized uh so Chrysler Daimler which is Mercedes or something um they have big production plants uh in the south um yeah, but, I mean, there is industrial policy in in the South, in the U.S., and it's largely through kind of the military, but um, spending, you know, however much on F-35s and all that stuff.
0: Um, all right. Um, Trump again came out this morning and he was uh, talking about, you know, we're lawyering up, you know, e- e- even before the night has finished, we're going to be heading to the courts. What does it mean, and the fact that you know we talk a lot about the Supreme Court and and the justices that he's put on there three, um, but he has put more judges on uh, right. in, in courts in the United States than any president ever in history.
1: Yeah, this is and this is the backbone of the Republican vision, uh, essentially. Um, and again, I I think I mentioned this. They were more. Uh, they were more keen to appease republicans by appointing amy comey barnett sorry amy amy Kobe bryant uh amy comey 2012 (laughs) sorry whatever her name (laughs) is uh to not alienate uh potential voters (coughs) right so it's like let's appoint her um so that we can win the kind of middle and then of course here she is potentially able to to wreak all kinds of havoc on the on the election outcome uh now that she's taken her seat so, again, I, um, I am not a legal scholar in that sense, but I expect chicanery, and I expect them to play for the Twelfth Amendment.
0: Well, yeah, but that's the thing, right? You think the majority of Republican judges are the ones that play by the... The guiding the ideologies of, of, the co- of,
1: of their convictions as conservatives who believe that the federal government should have minimal to no role... In, in taxation. But it's the Constitution. Um, they rights. look
0: to the Constitution, right?
1: Well, this is a very funny thing. There's this there's this idea, and again, uh, not I'm not Andrew Geddes here, but like uh, Republicans dress up themselves, they call themselves originalism, which is yeah. not really like a, a, a tangible doctrine, but it's just sort of like hmm, what would an 18th century white slaveholder want in this scenario? It's pretty much how they do it. I mean, the law is not frozen in time it's not the ten commandments although you know that's sort of like america america's sort of created its own religion in the kind of uh the frontier free real estate and then the constitution is something sort of like i don't know holy tablets unearthed in missouri or something i oh, know that was joseph smith's uh, uh, golden plates or whatever so there's this kind of Originalism is like a code word for like all these other kind of founding, you know, like colonial frontier rapacious ideologies and, and has very little kind of bearing in legal terms. But these are the I mean, again, Amy, uh, I, I actually have I've I've psyched myself out of how to rem- say her name. ACB, um, you know, <laughs> she she. Oh, actually, you know what? My favorite bit of discourse from 2020 was like, don't go calling her ACB yeah, after Notorious goes. RBG. Notorious RBG earned her name in the streets. <laughs> uh, that's that's real. <laughs> anyway, okay. Deep cut. Deep cut.
0: Yeah, no, that's great.
1: <sighs> so, did you see the Trumpy Bear yesterday? No. This was one of the most, again, one of these, you know... Everything is sort of, like, haunting and, like, is this real? Am I alive? Have I passed into some sort of, like, purgatory state? But some guy is doing a, a, a cell video. He's in New Jersey. He's like, yeah, we shut this down for Donald, our guy. We just told the people this is enough. We're shutting it down. And so they shut down the highway. They've got all their pickup trucks and the flags and Trump this and that. And somebody is holding out the window of their SUV a Trumpy bear. You've seen the Trump, you know about Trump? Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. my. And I, I was like, this is not, come on. Is this, yeah. But there we go.
0: All right. So, what happens tomorrow?
1: Uh, I don't know, man. All of it? Some of it? Uh, no, nah, come on. I think it's good psychologically to be prepared for all the bad stuff, and there will be yeah. plenty of bad stuff. Uh, but I don't know. If, listen, if he wins Pennsylvania, that's pretty much done and dusted. It's pretty oh, much done and dusted. What happens in a month? That's another question I cannot answer. I absolutely cannot answer this is all unprecedented yeah of it's course all it is. totally unprecedented so um and and you know he might just be a paper tiger as I said like and and that's um that's interesting we'll uh we'll we'll look back we'll almost miss like you know the moments when he was asked about Ghislaine Maxwell and he's like, oh yeah, I wish you well yeah, wish yeah, you yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just these kind of mind melting sort of but you know what I think uh, and I, we we can leave it here if you like, but I, it was interesting. I came on. I said, "Look, nothing's going to change." I mean, it's re-. and then SNL did a whole opening monologue thing, and the whoever was I don't know who these people are, but like the big comedic bit was about these are two old men, and the outcome of this will change nothing about the grinding misery of American life. And I'm like, well, you know, like, damn, if that's seeping through to the popular consciousness, then that's the start. We can work with that.
0: Yeah, but it's it's right. It damn sure is. It's damn sure it is. All right, I won't leave it there. Thanks, Olivia. Oh, the uh- this was a Radio 191 FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.